on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Radio City. Here's Greg Metzik. 1-1 pitch. Hit in the air down the left field line. This ball is gone. And the Twins and Carlos Correa will walk off the Brewers and take game one by a final of 7-5. A gut punch of a loss here for the Brewers tonight. They had leads of 3-0 and 5-2, yet they fall. The bullpen shown signs of scuffling here of late. They even got to Devin Williams for the first time tonight. He blows the save. The Brewers fall in game one of this brief two-game series. Welcome in. It is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. I'm Greg Matzik, and for Dom Catronia, who is off on assignment tonight, we welcome in former Brewers infielder and all-star Jeff Cirillo for tonight's program. We also welcome in you at 855-616-1620. Talking about a, a frustrating loss here, Rillo. And, you know, you've played in Minneapolis before. You've seen Brewers fans in Minnesota, and there were plenty of Brewers fans there tonight. And you're feeling pretty good. Things are clicking along. You, you, you pad your lead a little bit. Every time the Twins answer, you've got to bite back. Christian Yelich is a key in the offensive output tonight with four RBI. And you get Corbin Burns through his six innings. You get to the back end of your bullpen. You're feeling really good. An uncommon hiccup tonight after a high-wire act in the eighth by Yoel Piams. We've not seen this before from Devin Williams until tonight. Uh, frustrating nonetheless as the Brewers absorb a loss when it looked like they could potentially put some of that Oakland series behind them tonight. Yeah, it's a tough one, right? I mean, you got your ace going after day off. You kind of flush the the Oakland series, have a nice day off, and I, I guarantee you know before the game, before the series, when they were in the in the in the um, clubhouse today, you know this is the one of those marks where Craig Council, the manager, you know you got your ace on the mound. This is when you have that closed door meeting, and you know everything kind of went to script. Your star player had four RBIs. Your star pitcher pitched you to the game, and then you turn it over to Devin Williams, where they were twenty-eight no in the ninth inning and uh it was one of those ones but you know tonight Devin Williams it looked like it was weird because like his changeup didn't the wind maker or the air maker or whatever they call that thing uh it, it didn't have any dip tonight and it was a really flat pitch so unfortunate night for the Brewers for sure you know and, and sometimes conditions can warrant a pitch maybe not moving quite the same way uh if it's cool if it's crisp outside if you're playing in Colorado it was kind of a warm muggy night in Minnesota uh, I, I don't know that Devin would, would use any excuse at all other than he just couldn't locate his pitches. Um, we saw some good action on the ball that he was throwing, decent action, but it, it seemed like where he missed you know, was right in a power zone for the Twins who were able to get two home runs in that ninth inning. You know, Devin doesn't even record an out uh, in the ninth inning as, as they tack on enough runs to pull off a win here when it looked like everything was tailor-made the way Craig Council wanted it set up tonight. He had it set up tonight and just kind of backfired on him. Yeah, it's one of those ones, right? I mean, uh, the major leagues, there's no pity parties out there, I can tell you that. And with Devin, I mean, it, you know, I mean, this guy's been basically Drago this year, right? Kind of untouchable. First guy touched him for a home run. And then you saw that um, the, the kid hit the one bullet to center field for base hit on his best changeup. It was down and away. And then Correa was sitting on the changeup. And it just, to me, it, I, I haven't really seen his changeup get hit like that really ever. And tonight was one of those ones where he would probably tell you that his changeup didn't have the uh, air bending effect tonight. You know, defense, I think, by and large, this season, Jeff, has been really good. I would say the Brewers have been borderline elite uh, with their defensive play. We've seen it time and time again, and we saw it on display early tonight. The Twins were starting to collect some hits, but defense sort of bailed the Brewers out of a couple opportunities. However, there are two key plays 
that if you make them, we might be looking at a different result tonight. Number one, you go to the third inning when, when you know it looked like all the runs in this game were going to be scored in the third inning. The Twins bounce back after the Brewers put up three. It goes down as a hit, which yields a final line for Corbin Burns of three earned runs. I, I don't know what happened to Brian Anderson in right field. It was a pretty hard hit ball his way. I, I don't know if he got caught in the sun or if he just sort of hesitated, wasn't able to get in on it. He tries to slide and dive and make a nice catch. Ball ends up getting to the wall. A run scores. Another runner ends up on third and scores on a fielder's choice. So, you know, he makes that play. It's, it's, it's a very different inning. Burns' line is very different. We might be talking about a different outcome. I, I don't know what you saw in that play from Anderson, if it got sort of caught up in the sun or if he just kind of hesitated and that cost him an opportunity to come up with a play. No, you know, I think his first reaction was right, right? I didn't think he busted in on the ball. I think it had a little top spin on it, and it just fooled him, and he was already committed to the ball. He was, you know, out of control trying to make a dive, and the thing just kept top spinning down on him, and he just tried to lay out in front of him. Uh, interesting enough, you know, I thought that the, the Twins kind of um, they didn't have great base running, you know, in that game. I was surprised that Taylor didn't score on that ball. Uh, you know, granted, both runs scored on that play, and then there was another play late in the game where Urias made a great play behind second base or third base, and, and they were able to get that force at second base. And then the guy that ran through the stop time, I thought that's where you're going with this with, with, with Weimer, where, you know, he puts it, he steals the base, it's, you know, pinch run, he goes, and then he runs straight through the stop sign at third base, and, and I thought that's where you're going with that, because that was a play that, that the guy was dead at home plate, and if I think if they get that play made, I think that this is a different ballgame. Yeah, that's play number two, right? So that was the other play. You're talking about the bottom of the ninth inning for the Twins. Uh, Taylor had already hit a home run, Michael Taylor, to make it 5-4. And next batter up draws a walk. Pinch runner enters the game. The guy can fly, right? Castro can absolutely scoot. It was a matter of time before he was going to steal second base. Caratini on an outside pitch, put a decent throw down. Uh, Luis Arias, maybe just a little bit inside of second base, can't quite swing his tag around, but Castro can fly. And then kind of a, I don't want to say a stoinker, but, you know, not a terribly hard hit ball to center field, falls in front of Joey Weimer. Castro blows the hold sign at third. He's headed for home. And not blaming Joey Weimer here. He's been, the, he's been brilliant defensively. But you get that throw in closer to home plate versus closer to the first baseline, and maybe you're talking about a different outcome in this game as well. Still, that would have been one out, right? Still plenty of work to do. I get it. Uh, but two defensive plays... I don't know how much the ninth inning one really haunts the Brewers, but it certainly stands out given the time, given the situation, given that the Brewers didn't even have an out yet. Right. I mean, uh, it's one of those ones. I mean, center field, it's really hard to get assists, right, because you get that big bump in the middle of the field um, with the with the pitcher's mounts, right? they got to go over. His, his momentum kind of carried him over to, the first, over, to, over to the first base side of the field, and then he's got to kind of pirouette and move, move his way and just sometimes – the body just comes out. I mean, he had a good, strong throw. It was just up the line, and uh, it was a big play in the game. And, and I, I, the Castro, I mean, unfortunately for the Brewers, they didn't get the out, and luckily for Castro that he was able to make that play successful because that was a bad bad baseball play. 855-616-1620 if you'd like to join us here. It's the Old National Bank talking text line. Brewers fall to the Twins 7-5. to five. Uh, A pretty good night for Corbin Burns. I'm not sure that his final line really represents how dominant he was at times. In this game, throwing to Victor Caratini. We'll get into that coming up in a moment. Six innings, three earned runs. Two scored after that Brian Anderson. I'll call it a miscue, right? It just, it just something happened. He didn't get it in his glove. It's not called an error. It's ruled a hit. But unfortunately, it yields runs for the Twins against the Brewers, and it hurts Burns' line. But he does strike out eight. 
against a team that strikes out more than any team in the league, right? You, you figured this would be a, a nice opportunity for Burns to approach double-digit strikeouts, a lot of strikeouts in tonight's game against this Minnesota Twins team. What did you think overall of Burns' line? He, he has started to rebound here a little bit, and there may be something to do with having Victor Caratini be his catcher. I would agree with that. I mean, there's a comfort level, and you know, it, for whatever reason, right? And guys, you you hit good or you see good, and sometimes you just get a comfort level with a catcher. But for me, what I see is that he's getting a little bit more command of his break on his cutter, and you saw that tonight. His pitch count was down, and he was getting swings and misses on that chase on that cutter. With a local Milwaukee team, Fifth Third Bank also knows how to hit it out of the park. They've been serving businesses in the area for nearly 15 years, offering industry-specific expertise and local decision-making capabilities to help your business succeed. Commercial banking value only Fifth Third can deliver. Fifth Third Bank, National Association, member FDIC. We'll get to our Annex Wealth Management difference-making moment of the game. I also want to detail tonight for Christian Yelich. It looked like he was going to pave the way for a Brewers win. And then the back end of the lineup, how the bottom of the order sort of set up the top and uh, allowed Yelich some opportunities to drive in runs. He was a bright spot of the Brewers' offense tonight. Slowly starting to tick up here, his batting average and slash numbers. We'll get to that coming up in a moment. Greg Matzik and Jeff Cirillo with you. It's Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Coming up, more Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. De Leon brings it home. Swing and a fly ball deep to left field. Gallo back, track, wall. See you later. Two-run home run. Christian Yelich hit it out to the opposite field. And a four-RBI night for Yelich in Minneapolis. Oh, big swing with two out of the seventh inning to make it five to two, the Brewers. Boy, I thought that was going to be enough padding here for the Brewers to pull off a win in Minneapolis. Sadly, that is not the case as the Twins score four times in the ninth inning. Two home runs off Devin Williams. His first blown save of the season comes at Target Field tonight in front of a crowd that had quite a bit of blue and yellow in it. A lot of Brewers fans traveling uh, across the border into Minneapolis for tonight's game. Very frustrating loss given the series that happened in Milwaukee against the Oakland A's who have suddenly become hot here. All of a sudden, the, the Tampa Bay Rays can't even keep up with the Oakland A's. So uh, who knows? Maybe the Brewers were the launching point to uh, the Oakland A's second-half turnaround. We shall see. Nonetheless, Greg Matzik and Jeff Cirillo with you. It's Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. I, I played the highlight here from Yelich. Jeff, you know, I, I, I think the Brewers know, and I think even Christian knows, that MVP, 330 hitter, 35 home run Christian Yelich, okay, we may not get that again. I, I argued during spring training that he had an outstanding spring training. Now, I, I know that's, that's kind of a dangerous thing to say in March. Well, he had a great spring training because you have to make it happen in April, May, June, July, and so on. But, but something seemed to look just more at ease and comfortable with Christian Yelich. And, and slowly but surely, he's up to hitting 265. I mean, he hasn't hit over 265 since his 2019 season where he was the runner-up in the MVP. What are you seeing from Yelich at the plate? Because it, it does look like a pretty remarkable turnaround given his last couple of seasons. Well, for me, I see like a good rhythm at the plate. I think it's just like you said, he's very comfortable. I think coming into spring training, I think that he had... A big burden lifted. I think that he felt that he was probably not 
targeted but pinned a little bit with the shifting going on right it seems like he hit the ball really hard but there's always a guy there and you know he's one of those guys it's not a big launch angle guy right so he wants to spray the field and for me you know i mean when you see a guy that has that kind of power the other way and he gets balls out of the plate and, and he gets to break them all out of the plate so for me it's one of those ones where where i think he's getting a little bit more rewarded where last year you know you can and it's easy to play that game greg right where you're like well i should have had i'd be one for one should be one for one in this game but they're playing this shift so for me, uh, I think that he's a lot more comfortable seeing a more um, tr- traditional uh, fielding alignment on him, and uh, and I think that, that he's he's being rewarded for it. Hopefully he can get up to that 300 level, because he still looks like a 300 hitter to me. Well, and you see the complications when he does get on base, and I think we saw it more on the homestand where you know he gets on base against Baltimore, he steals a couple of bags late in the game, and, and he really puts pressure on your defense as well. So uh, Christian Yelich remains a nightmare when he's on the base pass because he can cut a bag better than anybody on the team. And uh, yeah, he could steal 30 bases this year, realistically, uh, especially if he gets that average up a little bit. I, he'll continue to bounce around the lineup a little bit, and, and I guess that's something that if you're on the Brewers and Craig Council's your manager, you have to get used to. How difficult is that, to be leadoff one day, hit the number three hole the next day, Right? I mean, just it, it, did you prefer kind of creature of habit, routine, I like to be in the same spot, or did you like the opportunity to move around a little? Uh, I think that for the most part, I mean, you try to control what you can control. Like when you come to the, the game and if you're facing a right-handed pitcher, then you're hitting leadoff, you know, and if you're facing a left-hander, maybe you dip down a little bit in the order, and so you kind of get accustomed to being in the role wherever that right-left lies. But, you know, when you're losing four or five games in a row, you know, a manager's going to do stuff, and the players know it too, right? They'll see a change in the lineup just to shake it up. But for the most part, players definitely like the consistency of knowing what the lineup's going to look like. Well, it hasn't seemed to have affected Christian Elge in a negative fashion here. Three for five tonight, had a couple of runs scored, four RBI, home run, double. And all of a sudden, the slash numbers start to look a, a little more impressive here. 265 with the average, 359 of the OBP. He's pretty good strike discernment from Yelich, I think, overall. Slugging percentage up uh, about 424. I, the other thing I see, though, here, Jeff, I'd be curious to know your take, it, just more competitive at-bats. And, and it's not that he didn't have good strike discernment last year. I, I thought he did. His walk numbers were, I think, pretty impressive, given his average and, and other slash line numbers. But it seemed like if he did get two strikes on him, it just he, he wasn't hunting that next opportunity. It, it almost felt like, oh, man, it's just going to be back in the dugout here before too long like there was just a dip in his body language or confidence when he got behind in a hole I, I i don't feel that is much the case this year just given the way he's performing i think sometimes you can become a victim to the number that you see on the board good and bad right and if you see her down in the 230s and 240s and you're you know you know what you were at one point and then you're trying to fight that back so you nothing really everything is going to fall short especially when you're hitting 230 and then you feel like you hit a ball hard and there's a guy standing there. And so it kind of becomes on a kind of takes on a, a mind of its own, really. So I think for him, I think that he looks at the, the lack of shifting that's going on. And I think that he's feeling more comfortable with the plate. And if you see him get into those 270s, you know, back into the 270 range, I think you might even see him take off even more. Certainly hopeful for that, uh, as the Brewers need an infusion of offense in here. They, they came in tonight's game, one of the best teams in all of baseball, if they had scored four runs or more. That was kind of the baseline for a Brewers win to get to four runs and, and they're the best teams in all of baseball. You're feeling pretty good when you get to that five run mark and it's late in the game going into your bullpen, just not the case for the Brewers tonight. They could not cut a win uh, here on the road in Minnesota against the twins. And then a quick turnaround tomorrow as well, Jeff, where we've got an 1135 broadcast time on WTMJ. It's a, 
you know, 12-10 first pitch. You, you get right back at it before coming home. couple of days off here. I, I guess it's the next best thing, right? You don't want to sit on this one too long. You, you probably enjoy the opportunity to get right back on the field. Right, the old businessman special, right? Kids are getting out of school. One of those ones, 12-10, I mean, it's a short night, the sheets. Uh, you know, for me, the one thing that, that's kind of been the, their saving grace, really, has been their bullpen and, and obviously the, the, the defense that they play, right? But now you're starting to see that that, that bullpen starting to get a little taxed, and it's mid-June, so that's that's one thing they got to look out for, right? You need to get a little bit deeper in these mounds, these games with the starting pitching and just find some more guys, right, to, to, to plug in those innings because it seems like the bullpen's a little bit taxed. Well, and that could happen here as early as Saturday. So Wade Miley is coming back to the team. He is scheduled to pitch on Saturday, according to Craig Council. Uh, it may not be until after the All-Star break with Brandon Woodruff. I, I know he might be ready to throw at the end of the month, but you have to imagine he's going to have to get stretched out again. There will be some rehab starts there for him. I, I'd be surprised to see him before the All-Star break. It's possible, but I would be surprised there. I, those are some inning eaters, right? And, and God bless Colin Ray. He's sort of kept the Brewers in it, and, and so has Julio Tehran. I don't know what you really expect out of them time in and time out. Uh, Tehran hadn't pitched in the major league since 2021. Ray wasn't with the team when they broke camp. So you're, you're kind of having to piece things together here a little bit. But it, it's hard to expect those pitchers to go more than, you know, five and two-thirds, six innings pitched so you can be more selective with your options out of the bullpen. It, it just seems like keep it, keep it to a minimum, right? Maybe just a couple of runs. Like Just keep us in the game with those guys. I'm not sure how much more you can ask out of those pitchers with what you're getting. Look, I mean, it's great that they're in probably arguably the best division in baseball as far as their win-loss. They're going to be there till the end. I mean, it's one of those ones you just kind of tread water until you get some of these bigger pieces back and, you know, you get Yelich going. And, and you know, but it's going to take a full full commitment from the team. These guys aren't going to go deep in the game. But, um, you know, getting Miley back will give him a little shot in the, shot in the arm. And hopefully Woodruff will be, be back to himself probably after the All-Star break. Well, a point well taken here on the uh, division. The Pirates trailing the Chicago Cubs right now. It's 4-3 late in the game at Wrigley. The Reds have won 7 out of 10, including 4 straight, uh, but they remain a game and a half back of the Brewers. Uh, Cubs, as I mentioned, in the lead right now against Pittsburgh. And and just when you think St. Louis is just going to, you know, come from out of nowhere and take this division over, they are an absolute mess again here, Jeff. They've, They've lost eight games in the month of June, Already, they've lost eight of the last ten, including four straight games. They got hot there for a moment, and everybody thought, "Well, by the All Star break, St. Louis will be back in it." Are there fourteen games below five hundred at this point? So, it, shockingly, they have been consistently the worst team in the division. There's a thing in my mind that said that you know the Cardinals thing will kick in at some point, but I thought I would have already seen it, and I've not seen it yet here from St. Louis. Right, right, and that's one of those ones. And, and with the Brewers, right, I mean. It's- you look at this division and you look at the Reds and they have some nice pieces coming, especially some of the young talent they have. But I mean, it, one of those things, I mean, you really can't look to be like a contender for a World Series or division. I mean, if you're just playing kind of 500, that's always kind of the benchmark. Like, all right, let's get to 500. You know, the Brewers are, are they're not playing great, but at the same time, they still look up and they're still at the top of the division. So, I mean, it's good and bad, right? But they, everyone knows it in this division that they, they all have kind of their, their warts, right? Um, you know, the league will let you know you know, where you stand, especially this this kind of middle. I mean, we're kind of getting to the middle part of the season. So everyone has wards, especially in this division, but thank goodness they're in this division. It <laughs> could be their saving grace this season, absolutely. He's Jeff Cirillo. Jeff will check in again soon. Appreciate your time tonight, my friend. 
Yeah, good talking to you tonight. You bet. That's uh, Jeff Cirillo, former Brewers All-Star and infielder, joining us here on Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. We'll get our Annex Wealth Management difference-making moment of the game coming up on the other side. Still plenty of time to hear from you. I, I will say this. Our phone lines are a little erratic today. We've had some technical issues. Try and hit us up here on the Talk and Text line at 855-616-1620. Be happy to take your comments following the Brewers' loss. 7-5, the final disappointing loss, a gut punch of a loss in Minnesota after the Brewers built a 3-0 and 5-2 lead. More Brewers Extra Innings after this on WTMJ. Seven five the final the Brewers fall to the Minnesota Twins in game one of a brief two-game series from Target Field. Warm night, a lot of Brewers fans. And really a great game. Boy, if you have no skin in the game, you're watching this game, you're you're pretty entertained. Uh for a while anyway, it looked like all the runs in this game were going to be sport, scored in two innings. All right, the third inning is when the Brewers jumped up top, three-nothing. The twins came back with two of their own against Corbin Burns. The seventh inning, the Brewers expanded their lead. They got it back to three, five-two after that Christian Yelich knock. And uh, as the Twins are wont to do, they came crawling back. They scored one run in the seventh and then four in the ninth to knock the Brewers off. Seven runs, 12 hits, and an error for the Twins. Five runs, 10 hits, no errors for the Brewers. I, no errors but a miscue. And it was a very important play in the game. And it was early enough in the game where you thought, ah, all right, uh, you're not going to forget about it, but you hope it doesn't come back to bite the Brewers. Happened very early in the game after the Brewers took that 3 nothing lead. As I mentioned, you know, the Twins came fighting back, and, and Brian Anderson had been playing strong defense uh, throughout the season in right field and at third base, just either misjudged the ball or lost it in the sun in right field with uh, men on base. The ball scoots by Anderson in right, gets all the way to the wall. Joey Weimer has to pick it up, and uh, Anderson and Weimer both had a long way to run to even get close to that ball after it had trickled to the fence. So that allowed ultimately two runs to score that inning. Might be talking about a much different ball game if those runs don't score. Certainly one option for our Annex Wealth Management difference-making moment of the game. I'm going to go with this as another option. 2-0 pitch. Lined into center field. That's down for a base hit. Weimer gets it on a big hop. He comes up and throws home. Castro's around third. He's going to slide in there safely. This game is tied at five. I heard Lane mention it there in the call. Tied the game at five. A single to center field, fielded by Joey Weimer. Castro blew right through the stop sign at third. You know, an on-target throw from Weimer, and and you got things interesting at home plate. You might get Castro. It looked like the throw certainly beat Castro. Uh, Two home plates. If that throw is more on the plate versus up the first base line, you're probably talking about an out, and at least one out. Maybe that settles Devin Williams down a little bit as uh, he was certainly pressing, uh, perhaps. Uh, who knows, right? It could be still talking about a walk-off win here for the Twins, but get it out on the board and see if Devin pitches a little bit differently uh, in that ninth inning. Annex Wealth Management is different, not driven by commission sales, not pushing financial products you may not actually need for elite comprehensive financial planning customized to who you are and what you need. Contact Annex Wealth Management. Know the difference. Visit AnnexWealth.com. So this is the Brewers right now. They are tied at the Pirates in terms of wins in the National League Center with 34. Pirates are losing right now. It's now 6-3 to at Wrigley. Uh, the Cubs beating up on 
Pittsburgh. So the Brewers don't stand to lose any ground if Chicago can hold on. However, they are inching back closer to 500. And, and I think it's very comfortable in saying it's wild card or bust, or excuse me, division title or bust in the National League Central. I don't think the wild card is going to come out of the National League Central. And then that includes the expanded playoffs that we've come to learn. I just don't see it happening, right? So to me, if you don't win the division, your season ends. And that's what you're looking at here in the NL Central. It could end up being the saving grace, as Jeff Cirillo said, as this Brewers team fights to get healthy. Wade Miley returning certainly helps. Like to have Tyrone Taylor back and healthy. The Brewers are sort of finding people who have not played this season and inserting them into the rotation or the lineup. I don't think John Singleton is long for this team. He struck out three times tonight, not batting his weight, really not producing at all as a left-handed hitter in the lineup in a spot start or pinch hitting opportunity. Uh, he was called up to help fill a void, and he is not filling it, right? So it just it, you've got to find a collection of folks who can put up consistent run-scoring support of your starting pitching. And the Brewers had enough of that tonight, just not quite enough, as uh, the Twins were able to eke by with a 7-5 victory. Five runs, I feel pretty good about it overall, if the Brewers achieve that total. 855-616-1620 is the talk and text line, the old National Bank talk and text line. Phones might be down. If you try calling in, we will certainly get to you. Uh, if not, hit us up on the text line. We'll read those comments uh, throughout the program. 7-5, the final brief two-game series wraps up tomorrow afternoon. Who's hot, who's not? We have that coming up on the other side. Also, comments from Brewers manager Craig Council. After this, it's Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Well, how good has Devin Williams been entering tonight's game? Entering tonight's game, Devin Williams allowed 11 home runs in 177 innings, over 179 appearances since getting into the majors in 2019. It was the first time he has ever allowed more than one home run in a game, and it certainly cost the Brewers tonight. Four runs scored in the ninth, all off Devin Williams, who did not even record an out, and allowed two home runs in a 7-5 loss. Here's Brewers manager Craig Council following tonight's game. I mean, they just they hit they hit some pitches. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a lot. It's 15 pitches, so it was uh, you know they just they did a nice job. Nice job. I mean, two strong hitters. It balls out. How much of it was him just like not being able to work ahead too, like that getting into hitters' counts? Um, well, I mean, I think he, you know, I mean, I think he was ahead of Taylor 0-1, and he was ahead of Correa 0-1. So, you know, they, they, the Julian had a nice at bat against him. Um, you know, he left the changeup. I think he left the changeup up to Correa, and it was a high fastball to Taylor. So, you know, I just, I know it's, I know it doesn't happen often, but it's going to happen. That point, the bullpen had been pretty good. I mean, Piaps had that you know big strike out there against Gallo. You know, you guys were able to hold the fort, I guess, up until tonight. Yeah, I mean, you all worked out of a worked out of a jam and made a, made a great three-two pitch. Um, I don't know, Hobie did a nice job getting some outs. Elvis got a big out, so you know you have the game where you wanted, and the guy that that has uh, done it, you know, every time this year. Do you feel like even though? Uh, Yelly had a good night tonight, drove in four. You missed some opportunities maybe to pad that lead a little bit more tonight. Yeah, I mean I mean there's you know we had some we had some activity. Um, you know, it wasn't a 
you know, it was two out op two out opportunities really. It took two two out hit. We didn't get any two out hit. The two out hit, but um, you know, we did. It was uh, we had some chances late with some with some base runners for sure, but not not any like nobody out man on third type stuff. What did you think of Corbin tonight? Yeah, I mean, I thought he pitched well. Um, you know, they were they were aggressive against them for sure. Um, and that's that's kind of their thing. So, um, but he, he did his job and left with the lead and put us in good shape. Christian's trying to have more opposite field contact power. Is that a good sign for him? Well, I think he's I think he's just swinging the bat. The ball went all over the field today, so that's 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 obviously a sign of somebody that's feeling good and hitting every pitch, kind of everywhere in the park. And that's always a sign of a hitter that's locked in. Christian Yellow is up to 265 after his night tonight. Three for five, four RBI, home run, and a double. So, yeah, Christian Yellow is part of the good here for the Brewers in a 7 5 loss to the Minnesota Twins. Yeah, another guy who's probably not going to get talked about enough here is, is Victor Caratini. So, why is Victor Caratini in the lineup tonight? Uh, given the Brewers had an off day yesterday, you'd think Wilson or William Contreras had enough time to rest and recoup after a, an afternoon game against the Oakland A's. Well, Victor Caratini, when he catches Corbin Burns, keeps Burns' ERA down. For whatever reason, Victor Caratini has been penciled in as the catcher for Corbin Burns. And I would think that's going to continue. With Caratini catching, Burns is averaging six and a half innings pitched on average, and his ERA is just over two. With Contreras, for whatever reason, Corbin Burns' ERA is 5.96. And he's averaging just a little over five innings pitched in those outings. I don't know what to make of it. This does happen from time to time in Major League Baseball where the splits are head-scratching and like, what? This doesn't make any sense. But also keep in mind, Victor Caratini has been a pretty good stick when called upon this season. So Victor Caratini, 3-for-4 tonight on a night where Joey Weimer was 0-for-4. Now let's look at Christian Yelich's numbers. Caratini is hitting 8th. Weimer ninth. Yelich 1st. Caratini doesn't get on base. Now maybe Yelich's numbers look a little bit different tonight in terms of RBI. But Victor Caratini, kind of an unofficial table setter here tonight, uh, keeping innings going as Joey Weimer struggled at the plate this evening. And Christian Yelich was driving in runs. It was Victor Caratini on base. So uh, pretty good stuff from Victor Caratini, who in a, 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 a backup role is giving you starter-level production. He really is. And I, I get it. Contreras is the all-star. He's the guy you made the big trade for. He's been outstanding. But you have to have two quality catchers. Now, typically, your backup catcher is going to be very good at one particular thing. It'll either be defense, pretty good at the plate, one or the other. It's hard to find both because those players end up being starting catchers in Major League Baseball. But I don't think anybody would feel bad that if something happened to Contreras and Victor Caratini were your everyday starting catcher, I don't think anybody would feel bad about the option that you have. And certainly we hope Contreras stays healthy and continues on uh, progressing in his first season with the Brewers. He's got a brilliant future ahead of him, of course, uh, in Milwaukee under team control for a number of years. So nice night for Victor Caratini, nice night for Christian Yelich, bad night for the Brewers back into the bullpen, specifically Devin Williams, who we'll hear from before the end of the show. We'll do have some highlights to get to as well coming up here on Brewers Extra Innings. And a reminder that you can trust in your family's comfort at home this summer with cider heating, plumbing, and electrical. Don't wait until it's too late for your AC per-
preventative maintenance. Schedule your appointment today at cider.com. That's cider, heating, plumbing, and electrical. Families, helping families since 1912. By the final Brewers fall to the Minnesota Twins. Very frustrating game here for the Brewers. You know, you think about that series against the A's, and, and some in the locker room called it a, a low point of the season, and I would agree. You know, the A's are a miserable franchise right now, a miserable team trying to get their way to Las Vegas, right? I mean, that is the end game here for the Oakland A's. Now, granted, they did beat the Pittsburgh Pirates a couple of games in a row leading up to that Brewers series. Then they sweep the Brewers. Then they beat the Tampa Bay Rays somehow. Uh, so, uh, great. All right, so they've caught a bit of a hot stretch here, a nice little groove for the Oakland A's in a season that is not expected to yield many wins. Uh, if they get to 50 wins, I'd, I'd, I'd be impressed. We shall see. Uh, maybe 60. 50 is really rough. Uh, but nonetheless, a low point of the season for the Brewers, and then you get a day off, you travel out west, it's not a long flight, and you got an opportunity to sort of correct things here and, and flush that bad series against the A's with a win against the Twins. What makes this game so frustrating is that you were not able to protect leads. 3 nothing lead and a 5-2 lead late in the game, and you can't hold on to it with the back end of your bullpen. And credit to Yoel Piams. I mean, that was a high-wire act in the eighth inning. They looked at the Twins. Maybe we're going to take the lead. Bases loaded, right? You've got the lead run at first base, tying run on second base. Joey Gallo's at the plate. He's kind of an all-or-nothing left-handed hitter. And we saw him take a ball to the fence earlier in the game. And Yoel Piamps freezes him on a backdoor slider that he was not expecting. And Gallo goes down swinging, excuse me, looking to the dugout. Chorus of boos. Brewers fans are going crazy. And you're thinking, there you go. You just dodged the biggest bullet. I, I'm sitting here in my, in my house saying, maybe you go to Devin Williams with two outs in the, in the eighth inning there. Right? Piamps was a little bit on the ropes. I know he's got good stuff. He's got to be able to get out of those situations. But maybe, just maybe, you dial up a four-out save for your closer. Uh, and I don't know, maybe an, an afternoon game tomorrow uh, influences Craig Council's decision a little bit there, perhaps. Uh, or maybe you just have so much confidence in Yoel Piams to get out of those kinds of situations that he just rides him. Well, it worked. You got out of the inning. You got the strikeout. You protected the lead. You handed the ball off to your all-star closer. There will be one all-star on the Brewers' roster this year. It'll be Devin Williams. I can assure you that. Unless there's some sort of injury and somebody else gets called in, Devin Williams will be the Brewers All-Star this year. Potentially Corbin Burns if they want to go down that route, but I just don't see it happening this year. Burns has been okay, not great. But that's kind of what you're looking at here. You hand the ball to your best, you expect to shut the other team down because Williams has done it time in and time out. It did not happen tonight, frustratingly. And that's why we're talking about a loss here. But a chance to flush that series against Oakland. It's now gone by the wayside. So now you have no choice but to come back tomorrow morning, take the field in the afternoon against the Twins, try and split the series, separate the Twins, if you will, and then get back home for a nice homestand where you will finally see the Pittsburgh Pirates in a three-game weekend series. So there you go. You battle it out for first place with the Pirates who are falling tonight to the Chicago Cubs. Doesn't look like the Brewers will lose any ground in the standings, but you know they are hovering closer to 500 
after that nice start to the season, the Brewers are playing about you know 400 baseball, which is not outstanding in any stretch. That is for sure. 7-5 the final. We'll cruise through the highlights coming up on the other side. More Brewers extra innings after this. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Get out of here! Go! Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Greg Matzik. Game one of a brief two-game series against the Twins tonight at Target Field. Warm evening. A lot of Brewers fans in the stands to watch Corbin Burns and Pablo Torres pitch tonight. Pablo is just as good as Corbin. Pablo Lopez it is. 17 strikeouts combined of the two starting pitchers. And it was a bit of a strikeout fest early. However, the Twins found a way to piece some runners together against Corbin Burns. And the Brewers' defense did their best to snuff him out. Burns pitch. Broken bat, little flare down the right field line. That's a fair ball. Going to be extra bases for Lewis, potentially. He's turning first. Here's the throw from Anderson. Oh, he got him, and he got him by a lot. Anderson hustling over there, got to the ball, and threw an absolute strike right on the bag. Run prevention unit intact here. Lane Grindle with the call stayed nothing-nothing until the third inning. That's when the Brewers were able to piece some things together with Christian Yelich doing damage at the plate after Victor Caratini had reached. 3-2 pitch, swing and a line drive into the gap in right center field. Yelich has split the gap. That one rolls all the way to the fence. Around third Arias, he'll score. Caratini's right behind him. Relay to the plate from Farmer. Bounces in, slide. He is safe. It's a two-run double. Christian Yelich and the Brewers strike first. 2-0 in the third as Yelich puts up a big swing. 2-0 the score at the time. Josh Maurer with the call. Brewers were not done in their half of the third. Rowdy line drive right center field. A long run. Michael A. Taylor back. It's over his head. That hits midway up the fence. Yelich motors around third and he'll come in and score run number three. Rowdy Telez a wall ball double. And the Brewers have a three spot in the third. No, he stayed at first. I beg your pardon. No double. He hit it too hard off the fence. Yeah, nonetheless, 3-0 the score at the time. The Twins, however, would fight back against Corbin Burns in their half of the third. Thanks to a miscue from Brian Anderson in right field. I don't know if he lost it in the sun or just got a bad jump on it, but a sinking liner to right field escaped underneath the glove of Anderson, rolled all the way to the wall. It's kind of a shallow hit ball off the bat. That allowed four runs to score. Ultimately, two runs that inning were credited to the line of Corbin Burns. The one pitch, Solano lines it into right field for a base hit. Clean RBI single as Taylor will score and they'll hold Julian at third. Anderson throws it in. It's an RBI knock for Donovan Solano. And the Twins are back within three to one. Well, things stayed pretty quiet overall as the Twins added a second run in that third inning. Very quiet indeed until the seventh inning. That's where Kristen Yelich did more damage with Victor Caratini once again on base. De Leon brings it home. Swing and a fly ball deep to left field. Gallo back. Track. Wall. See you later. Two-run home run. Christian Yelich hit it out to the opposite field. And a four-RBI night for Yelich in Minneapolis. Oh, big swing with two out of the seventh inning to make it. Five to two, the Brewers. Ninth home run of the season for Yelich. He drives in four on the night, three for five at the plate for Yelich. Also had the double, and he is now hitting 265. So the Brewers had a nice padded lead here, 5-2, going into the seventh inning. Corbin Burns stayed on to start the seventh inning, 
Unfortunately, he did not get out of it. 2-1. Smash deep to left field. Yelich turning around, watching that ball sail up into the seats. Home run, Kyle Farmer. That was a low-line drive, and he just powered it out of here to make it 5-3. It's a two-run game in the seventh. Burns pulled Milner in. He's able to get a couple of outs before Figueroa comes in to strike out Solano to end the inning. So 5-3, still feeling pretty good about things going into the eighth inning where the Brewers ultimately went down quietly. Yoel Payamps the pitch the bottom half of the eighth. He did record an out right off the bat with Carlos Correa flying out to right, and then he allowed a single. Things started to get a little bit dicey. It's a pinch hitter who ultimately walked putting runners at first in second. So now the tying run is at second base. Well, there's another pinch hitter, drowning into a fielder's choice, ultimately moved the runners over. Farmer then was hit by a pitch to load the bases, making it a very dicey proposition here. And Yoel Pyant was ultimately able to get out of it with a bases-loaded strike. The 3-2 pitch, and he got him looking! Slider! Strike three! And the ninth is where things went haywire. Devin Williams called upon to connect on a save. He was unable to do so. In fact, he didn't even record it out. Here's the 0-1. Fly ball deep center field. Weimer going back at the track, at the wall, jumps up, it's gone. Fastball near the top of the zone. And Michael A. Taylor hits his 10th home run of the season to start up this ninth inning. And the Twins are within a run. It's 5-4. to four. Yeah, 5-4. to four. Then a walk by Julian. He was pinch-ran by Castro, who stole second. Another single for Solano. Castro was able to score. Joey Weimer's throw a little bit offline. He might have had something there at the plate if it was on the plate. That set the stage for the game winner. 2-0 pitch. Lined into center field. That's down for a base hit. Weimer gets it on a big hop. He comes up and throws home. Castro's around third. He's going to slide in there safely. This game is tied at 5. And there you go. Ultimately, that was it for the Milwaukee Brewers, uh, losing by a score of 7-5. 1-1 pitch. Hit in the air down the left field line. This ball is caught. And the Twins and Carlos Correa will walk off the Brewers and take game one by a final of 7-5. Seven runs, 12 hits, one error for the Twins. Five runs, 10 hits, no errors for the Brewers. Devin Williams take the loss, does not record an out his first blown save uh, of the season, ultimately taking the loss to fall to 3-1. and one. So the Brewers fall to 34-33. and 33. The Twins improve to 34-33. and 33. Somebody will move off that 34-win total tomorrow when the teams meet, and we'll have an 11-35 broadcast time. We'll wrap up Brewers Extra Innings right after this on WTMJ. Out of time on tonight's program. Appreciate you coming along for the ride here. Brewers fall to the Twins 7-5. We are back again. Get some rest. Tomorrow morning, 11.35, the broadcast time as the Brewers wrap up this brief two-game set before returning home to face the Pirates. 7-5 the final tonight. Enjoy the rest of your night on WTMJ.